Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak to us now, that we would know at your presence with us. We pray that we would see Jesus in all his glory, for we ask it in his precious name. Amen. Have you ever wondered to yourself, does God really care about me? I mean, there are so many people in the world with so many needs and wants. Uh, Does he remember me? Does he care about little old me? And you think, yes, I know that God loves me. He loves everybody after all. That's his job. Uh, But does he care about me? That is the question. Uh, Well, this morning, I hope that you'll see uh, that Jesus cares about you. Because he cares about his disciples, and he cares about the crowd, uh, the other people, and he cares for the crowd through his disciples. And it would be good to have uh, the Bible open on page 1009 so you can follow along. So first of all then, Jesus cares about his disciples. I'm, I'm sure you're well uh, used to the idea of catching up with someone. You haven't seen them for a while, uh, or maybe just not all day, uh, and so you find out what they've been up to. Uh, so when the boys and girls come home from school, uh, and you ask, what did you do in school today? What did you learn today? Uh, or you get in from work, and you're asked, how did you get on today? Or you meet a friend for coffee who you haven't seen for a week or two and you ask, what have you been up to? Well, that's what's happening here in verse 30. You see, to understand verse 30, we need a flashback. You know, like the start of a TV episode in a series previously on whatever series it might be. So if you glance to the previous page, you'll see in verse 7 there, Uh, that Jesus had sent the 12 disciples out two by two. Uh, We get a summary uh, of what they had been up to in verses 12 and 13, uh, preaching that people should repent, driving out demons, anointing and healing people. That's what they had been up to uh, when they had been sent out on their mission trip. Uh, But now in verse 30, uh, they're back with Jesus And they report to him all that they had done and taught. You can imagine that with the summary we get, that they would be as excited as children coming in on Monday morning to tell their teacher what they've been up to over the weekend. Or as excited as the Paraguay team will be when we get back at the end of April. They're definitely excited Uh, But they're also probably tired as well. Uh, And it's busy around Jesus. Verse 31. Uh, Because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus knows what his disciples need at this moment. Peace and quiet and rest. You see, Jesus doesn't just care for our soul. Uh, He cares for all of us, for uh, for every part of us, our our bodies and our minds and our spirits as well. 
He knows that we need to rest and recover sometimes, that we can't be on the go all the time. And so he cares for his disciples. And notice that it's Jesus who will care for them. Did you see that? They weren't just sent off by themselves. You know, go away for a wee while. Go and lie in a darkened room until you feel better or something like that. No, they were invited to come and rest with Jesus, to be with him, to find their rest in him because he cares for them. Jesus cares about his disciples. I wonder, are you experiencing that today? You see, we can be so busy working for the Lord and doing things for the Lord that we neglect to take time out with the Lord. We can think that we're so busy that we haven't the time to rest. Well, actually, we need to rest as well. We can get so caught up in the cares of our particular ministries and service that we forget that the Lord cares about us and for us. And sometimes we might even feel guilty to be resting when there's so much to be done. But Jesus cares about his disciples and he cares about you if you're following him today and serving him today. Jesus cares for his disciples. Have you ever had that moment uh, when you're away on holiday uh, and you think, I'm not going to see anybody here, and you bump into somebody that you know? Uh, A few years back, we were in New York on holiday. Uh, We were just walking up the street towards our hotel, and who should come walking the other way? Only two other Church of Ireland ministers. They were there for a conference, and we thought, you can go nowhere, (laughs) so you can't. And they probably thought the same. Uh, Well, here, uh, Jesus and the disciples have set off in the boat. Uh, They're going to a solitary place. They're going somewhere nice and quiet uh, to get a bit of peace, some time off. But it didn't work out that way. You see, the Sea of Galilee wasn't that big. And as, the, as Jesus and the disciples sail along, uh, the crowd spot them and run around the shore and they're there before them. So much for a quiet time. So how would you finish this sentence? When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he... He did what? What do you think? What would you do? Here are some options. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he groaned inwardly and thought so much for a quiet time. Or uh, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he jumped back in the boat and they sailed away somewhere else. Or when Jesus landed, saw a large crowd, he told them all to go away and leave them alone. Well, what do you think? Some of them sound attractive, don't they? But that's not what Jesus did. Much as we might be tempted to do one or two or all three of those, that's not what Jesus did. Look at verse 34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, 
he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Jesus cares about this crowd, these people on the outside. He has compassion on them. He feels for them. And why does he feel for them and have compassion for them? Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were lost. They were bewildered. And he cares for them because he is the shepherd Lord. And the way that he cares for the crowd, the way that he guides them, is by teaching them. These sheep without a shepherd hear the shepherd's voice calling to them. Sheep without a shepherd. I wonder could that describe the people who you come into contact with every day? The people you share an office with? The people you meet in your work or in the shop or in your home? People who need to hear the shepherd's voice calling them, guiding them. Could that be you today? Are you a sheep without a shepherd? Jesus came to be your shepherd, to lead and to guide you. He cares for you. He has compassion for you. Can you hear him calling you to himself? Jesus cares about his disciples. We've seen that already. Jesus cares about the crowds, these people who don't know him. But it seems that the disciples don't actually care about the crowds. You see, it's getting late and they urge Jesus to send the crowd away. Tell them to go off and get themselves something to eat. It's very practical and You might even argue that it is compassionate because the disciples don't want the crowd to get hungry and so they want Jesus to send them away to sort themselves out. And then Jesus says these incredible words in verse 37. You give them something to eat. Do you do it? Do you feed them? And the disciples are quick to jump in with the absurdity of the situation. They say that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? That's a huge amount of money to spend for one meal. And the disciples can't get over the thought of it. They're thinking practically. Uh, They're thinking humanly. Uh, They may well have the resources in their common purse, but if they feed this big crowd, then they won't have anything left to feed themselves. But it's as if they've forgotten what they've just been doing in their preaching, healing, driving out demons mission trip. It's as if uh, they've forgotten all that they've already seen Jesus do up to this point. It's as if they still haven't realised who Jesus is. Not just an ordinary man, but Jesus the Christ, 
the Son of God. Jesus will care for the crowd through his disciples. He's already indicated that by telling the disciples to feed the crowd. So then he asks them what they have. And that's where we start. Not by thinking about what we don't have, as if we think, well, you know, we would need this and this and this before we can make any kind of a difference. Or I don't have anything that I can give or, or use. No, Jesus asks them what they have. No matter how small that might seem. And so it turns out that they have five loaves and two fish. But don't think, you know, of a pan of you know, something about, about this size. This is more like, uh, like a wee bap or a wee bread roll. Uh, something much smaller. Uh, it seems so small, uh, so insignificant when faced with such a great need. But Jesus can use the little that we have in amazing ways. And he cares for the crowd through his disciples. And so he gets them to get the crowd to sit down, ready to eat. This vast open air dining room, as the sheep without a shepherd, sit down where? On the green pastures, on the green grass. Jesus takes the loaves and the fish, gives thanks, breaks them, and gives them to the disciples to set before the people. Those verbs, those action words, are the same words in the same order as at the Lord's Supper. When we celebrate Holy Communion, uh, we hear those words, uh, taking, giving, giving thanks, breaking, and giving. Jesus is supplying the people's need. He is caring for the crowd through his disciples. He is providing all that they need. And his grace supplies abundantly, even more than enough. From just five little loaves and two fish, at the whole crowd ate and were satisfied. They had their fill. You know, it wasn't just them being polite and, you know, you, you don't get enough. But you say, oh, no, 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 I'm grand, I'm grand, thank you, I'm full. No, they ate their fill. But grace supplied even more than that. Twelve baskets of broken pieces of bread and fish. The original amount wouldn't even have filled one basket, let alone twelve baskets of leftovers. And that after 5,000 men plus however many women and children had all eaten their fill. We asked the question at the start, does God really care about me? What do you think? We've seen how Jesus cares about his disciples. He's not a slave driver, but the master who cares about rest and refreshment for his gospel workers. We've seen how Jesus cares about the crowd, having compassion on them because he is the shepherd Lord 
who cares about the shepherdless sheep. And we've seen how Jesus cares for the crowd through his disciples, using the little that they have to multiply and magnify his abundant grace. Jesus cares about you, no matter who you are today. He loves you so much that he came into this world to care for you. The bread, broken into pieces, would be taken again by his disciples on the night before Jesus died on the cross. His body, broken, to satisfy the penalty our sins deserve. The good shepherd died for you. He offers you his shepherd care today. He's calling you to come, uh, to be with him, uh, to know the Lord as your shepherd today and all your days. And as Psalm 23 reminds us, forevermore. That's our prayer today for Charlotte and Freddie as we baptize them. And it's our prayer for all of us gathered here today that we'll hear the shepherd's voice, that we'll know the shepherd's compassion and receive the shepherd's rescue, that we'll commit as his disciples and we'll be used by him to care for the crowd. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he came to be our shepherd Lord. We thank you that he came to die for us. Help us, Lord, to hear his voice, to follow his lead. Help us, Lord, to have the compassion that you have. And help us, Lord, to be used by you as we care for those outside. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.